0: Over the past couple of weeks, I've been talking with my producer and my editor, Jeff, about what episode really spoke to them. Uh, guys, I have you with me because I feel like it's only fair now for me to answer my own hard question.
1: No. Well, you know, we could, I could ask that question if
0: you do. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. And ask. Ask away. Jewel. <laughs> so great if you just sit in with us today and tell us about your favorite episode of the jewel show What's i love it nobody ever stuff? asked me question and i love it okay um well first of all guys we're going into the third season of the jewel show podcast and before i a- answer this question i do want to say thank y'all for what you do um, to help get the jewel show up and running. And I don't think people hardly realize, um, that it takes a small village and it's Jeff and Ann that helps me do it. So I sound smart at the end of the day. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I can like, you know, put some sentences together. So I appreciate everything that y'all do. Um, and if you get a phone call from Ann, that is because she's going to get you scheduled on the calendar. And then Jeff at the very end, he polishes it up to make it all sound pretty. So I appreciate what y'all do, <laughs> but, uh,
1: well, we're, we're you know this is a this is a great opportunity. We're we're so thankful, and I know Jeff and I have both in the past talked about this. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. So, yeah, we we get to do some pretty cool stuff. You know, radio
0: is the best job in the world, and when sure. you get to work for Christian radio, that's ten times even better. So. Even better. Even better. That is for sure. Okay, so here it is. It's hard to pick it, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It was. Uh, pastor friend, David Holt. He's pastor of Uh Living Hope Church in Athens. And here's the deal, I think because I felt like he hit me exactly where I needed it to be. Because when I talked to him, it was a very divided world. I mean, we still are in it right now. and People were fighting Mm -hmm. over this or that. Um, And I just was able to talk to him and just say, okay, but then what do we do? How as Christians can we unify in a very ununified world? Uh, But there is something he said, and I want you to listen to it. If you haven't listened to this episode yet, he talks about the flashing red light on the dashboard of your life. And that when it's flashing, like the caution sign or this sign pops up in your car, you know that there's something under the hood that you need to go looking for. And so he said, the feelings of anxiety and fear he said, Think about it like this that that is just the symptom of something bigger that's going on in your world. And that has been something I have thought about often. Whenever um, I get angry, whenever I get annoyed or anxious or fearful, all the different emotions that you can have in like a day, I think about okay, but what's going on behind that? What is going on underneath the hood, underneath the engine? Um, that maybe I'm neglecting my time with God. Maybe my prayer life is suffering. Maybe my faith in Him is lacking. Um, so it's making me think deeper about my emotions and not just be like, oh, I need to turn that frown upside down. I need to think deeper and say, okay, why is that frown there? What can David I be doing?
2: Way, David has a way of gently challenging you. Gently. you know, he's, such a, he's such a pleasant uh, personality mm. and wonderful person and yet, you yeah. know, what he says is very profound it is very profound
0: it's very profound and uh, we had a lot of listeners uh, reach out to me about that interview and how um, god used it in their lives and so um, if you haven't had a chance to hear it now is your opportunity enjoy
2: unity seems elusive these days even among believers on this episode of the Jewel Show podcast, Pastor David Holt gives us tangible ways to work together. Here's Jules.
0: I have my friend, who's also a pastor of Living Hope Church, David Holt with us. Sharing some coffee, David. How many cups are you into already? This is number two. Number two. This is number three, so I might be a little hyper. Just motion to me, because we're <laughs> we're doing this over Zoom. So, David, motion to me if I get too too hyper, okay? Will do. <laughs> okay, great. appreciate it. I asked you to come here because I have questions for myself of how can we be unified in a world that is so fractured right now? And th- I'm talking like inside the church, the body of, of believers who are feeling different ways about the coronavirus, feeling different thoughts about opening, not opening, wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, and, um, and not allowing Satan to divide us. So when I've been, th- you've actually been on my mind for weeks, actually months, because when um, the whole coronavirus started, you you began a daily devotion. Um, so just kind of jump in there, talk to me about that devotion and and what you're seeing um, at your church.
2: Yeah, well, thanks for having me, and thank you for your ministry, Jules, and all that y'all do at the Joy FM. It's a tremendous blessing to so many people, and I listen regularly and. I just love what y'all do and just be encouraged that you're having an impact. You're reaching people you have no clue you're reaching. I think it's important to remind people in your ministry of that, that mm. you never know and somebody might be struggling or committing, you know, c- contemplating m- Ending their life, yeah. even. And, and then they listen and they're encouraged by what is said, by what is sung, and, and just so, man, just thank y'all so very much.
0: Well, I, I cannot tell you how much that means to me. So thank you. I appreciate that.
2: You know, and that whole thing of we plant and water, but God causes the growth. And, and um, I just, uh, you know, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing 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 that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. We need to be reminded and know that in our heart, not just our head. And so you guys are doing that. So I, and you didn't pay me to say this at all, but you guys that are listening really support this ministry. It is mm-hmm. an eternal ministry. It's affecting lives and we never know the eternal fruit it'll bear. So your question, um, I think we need to, Talk less as believers about all this stuff and talk more about Jesus. Um, Mm. Because when we start sharing our opinions about politics or coronavirus or masks or anything, and I'm not saying that there's not a place for that, but I'm going to have to probably add a third kind of unwritten rule at Living Hope. I, I often say in the fall, listen, guys, especially coming up on an election, I say, I don't want you talking about politics or the Georgia football game on Sunday morning. I, I, I don't want to go in the lobby and that's all I hear. I said, talk about it at Jittery Joe's till the cows come home. That's great. But when we come together, we're focusing on Jesus. We're fixing our eyes on Jesus because that other stuff just tends to put us in a mode of focusing on things that are not eternal and that we're going to never agree on hundred percent. And so I don't want to hear talk about the election. I don't want to hear talk about politics. I don't want to hear talk about the Georgia football game. And now I may have to add, I don't want to hear talk about whether you wear a mask or not. And I don't want to hear talk about, now listen, we'll get on the racial thing maybe at some point. I don't want to hear talk about the riots. Now, again, go out and have talk about that in in Jittery Jazz. But when we come together, we're going to focus on Jesus. We're going to dig into his word. We're going to worship him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And that's what unites us. And we have a little, this is, so that's the unwritten rule of living hope. The written rule or the written motto, and it's the old Presbyterian motto, I believe. It's unity in the essentials, diversity in the non-essentials, love in all things. Okay, then you say, well, what's an essential? This election is essential to me. Well, no, it's not. Here's an essential. An essential is anything that has a direct relevance on your salvation. The deity of Christ. The Bible's the word of God. His blood atonement. His resurrection. Those are essentials. We cannot disagree on those and have true Christian unity. But as long as we're united in the essentials, then we can disagree on politics. We can disagree on our view of mass. We can disagree on whether the Lord's Supper is the literal body and blood of Christ. We can disagree on contemporary or traditional worship music and still be united if we keep this motto in our heart, and then love in all things. And love is doing the highest good for the other person, regardless of the cost of self.
0: All right, and take this down to a personal level for, for for me, because a lot of us are going to be going back into our churches. We've been divided, where I think, therefore, could be a, a foothold for Satan to divide and separate us. Um, and so when we're walking into our churches, maybe for the first time in months, um, there is that nagging thought of, oh, I can't believe blah, blah, blah is doing that, or not wearing that, or I saw them leave the bathroom and they didn't wash their hands.
2: Well, don't judge your brother. Yeah. Well, Paul said, to his own master, he stands or falls and stand, he will, for the Lord is able to make him stand. And that was in Romans 14 about disputable matters. For them at the time, it was whether to eat meat sacrificed to idols or not. And he basically said, I'll not do anything that causes my brother to stumble. I will not judge my brother. I will leave his sanctification up to the Holy Spirit. (laughs) The holy spirit's the better sanctifier than i am for other people
0: (laughs) well and i love that you brought that up that this is not new to christians that we have there will
2: always be something
0: right and that there's a little bit of comfort in that that okay there's been others have gone before me and we survived and thrived yeah
2: so i think it's just again focusing on the right things i mean i was having a discussion with my wife this morning and i actually tweeted this morning When we listen to too many voices, it can cloud God's truth. And there's times I just have to shut things off. Honestly, I need to be informed. I'm a pastor. I'm a leader, but I don't, I'll never know everything. And so sometimes we have to be really careful how much social media we look at, how much news we watch, because there's so many conflicting views. And you know what? Some may trust in horses, some in chariots. I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord, my God. And, and, I can't, I got to do what I'm called to do. I'd be responsible for what I'm called to be responsible for. It's I'm not responsible for, for who the good rioters are, who the good protesters are and who are not. That's not my responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so, so why delve into something heavily that I'm not responsible for? Because I tell you what, it'll just steal your joy. And for me, my emotions are a big blinking light on the dashboard of my heart if I'm getting confused, frustrated, angry, those are not fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness, those are fruits of the Spirit. So if my emotions are not aligning with the fruit of the Spirit, to me, that's a blinking light on the dashboard of my heart saying, lift up the hood, something needs attention.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Now, as a leader, 2020, I'm sure, has been um, one for the books. So what are some of the challenges um, trying to lead your people right now?
2: Well, I'm going to say some of these things to our people Sunday, because we're reopening Sunday, just to keep us on focus. I wrote a, a values for reopening. We've distributed that to our people. What are the values that are going to be important as we reopen? And one of them is about maintaining, be diligent to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Um, we're doing all the, you know, we're doing all the safety stuff. I mean, that's a given. We're going to do that. We're, we're having the building sanitized. We got the, you know, our leaders will wear masks because we think that's the best way to be above reproach to a watching world, as well as um, just protecting people that might have health issues and that helps them feel safer. Now, once they come into the building and they get, they take their seat and we start the service, you don't need to keep your mask on. But while they're serving and while they're visible in their roles, they're going to wear a mask. And we may lighten that in two weeks. This thing changes every day. Right. Um, so those are some things. And um, I'm sorry, what was your question again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> some of the challenges as a leader right now. I mean, I, I, I'm sure if you haven't you know, pieced this together in the, like the 10 minutes we've been together, David is a people person. He loves his people. So leading people that you cannot see and you cannot touch for three months mm-hmm. you know what are some of the challenges for you
2: well communication you've got you got to communicate that's why i started the daily devotions with david on facebook was because i wanted just to communicate to my people and then i do uh, videos that i put on youtube kind of update to the living hope family mm-hmm. we do constant contact so i think communication is huge so they don't feel disconnected uh, i've called people we've had our leaders calling people especially our seniors we We've had food distribution, if people have needs in, in that regard. Um, and and then uh, you talk about the, the leadership challenges after this, and we've been discussing this a ton, is, is um, you've developed an online community in a sense, and there's a lot of discussion among pastors right now, and obviously we don't have the money for this, but some churches are literally going to hire an online pastor because of this to keep that connection with the online community. Now, again, that's that's probably a whole other show on is is it really church if you watch a service in your pajamas every Sunday? I don't think that's biblical New Testament church, but you want to reach people where they're at and then hopefully bring them in person. So let's not discount anybody that is willing to be connected or hear the word or in some way tune into us. Um, again, we—if they're not in our area—we would say, "Man, you find a local church to connect with in flesh and blood." Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. That doesn't mean you're just at your computer. Um, so, but again, Jesus reached people wherever they were. He didn't require them to be at a eight, a plus eight in sanctification. He met them wherever they are. If they're a minus two, he works them to a minus one, and then they get saved. They're a zero, and then they're a plus one plus, in terms of sanctification. As far as righteousness, we have hundred thousand positive. But so don't analyze this theologically. But in terms of maturity,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you
2: Look, salvation at a zero, then man, let's let's reach people where they're at and work them to where they haven't been yet.
0: Well, and the the numbers of people online church attending church for the first time online has been staggering. So, do you see that as a as a possibility of then encouraging the come inside the doors?
2: But I'll give you another stat that's interesting. And I was at a pastors' meeting last week, and they had all these national stats that the numbers have gone down tremendously. Okay. Like even these you know smoke lights heavy entertainment driven great service they got the technology and i mean some of these churches of 10,000 or more have seen about a they're they're down like 60 to 70% in the last few weeks
0: and why do you people, think that
2: people are tired of it they're they're tired of of of, of sitting and watching church and and I'll, i think some of it's too is just now that the stay-at-home orders have been lifted in many places, and then we're you know you couple that with we're at the early part of summer, people are just ready to get out and and uh, but but I have heard the view the the numbers of online connection are way down.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, your church is opening up, like you said, this coming up Sunday. Now, this is obviously recorded, so by the time this airs, your church would have already opened up. But going into um, Sunday, what is one thing that makes you excited? And what is one thing that makes you, um, I hate to use the word nervous, but just what are you concerned about?
2: Yeah, so excited just to see our people. And we've had a few gatherings. We had a leadership meeting last night to train all of our leaders who are going to serve for our reopening. And... Um, good luck at keeping social distancing. I mean, we're, you know, I'm really, I'm serious that people are so eager to be together and they're asking, you know, are you okay if we hug? Nobody said no. I mean, I mean, I, they're doing it. I mean, I'm not going to police that. Uh, If they're coming, they already realize the risk and they're, they've already assumed that in many of the things they're already doing in, 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 society. So I'm most excited about just seeing our people, we're going to, we're going to start off the service with open mic sharing. You know, I'll hold a mic. And after every person shares, I hand it to my assistant, she wipes it clean, she hands me a a, a clean mic. And it's just going to be what did you start during the quarantine that you want to continue? What did you stop doing that you don't want to start doing again? And what's a scripture that God really uh, taught you during this time? Um, it may take the whole service i don 't know because our people they they want to come for corporate worship they 've been yeah. missing that it 's not the same on your couch mm-hmm. and they, they, they honestly i 'm shortening my sermon because they 've heard me plenty they're, they they don 't really they 're not coming to hear David Holt preach a sermon as much as they 're coming corporate worship and mm-hmm. connection yeah that 's what they 've been missing
0: i don't realize so- through all of this what a gift the church is, like when Jesus yeah. left, he left us with the Holy Spirit, right? And then each other.
2: Yeah. So I, I'm excited about that. And, and uh, I want to be willing to adjust as the Holy Spirit leads because uh, I, I, this gathering we had last night just showed me again how hungry they are to be together. And when we had an open prayer time, so many were praying, God, thank you for the church and, and, and help us never forget how much we missed it. Once things get back to normal, Lord willing, you know, let us never forget how much we missed it. So I think God's going to use this in a great way. Now, your second question is, what am I concerned about? Um, I really don't have any concerns. I'm being honest. I mean, I could say, oh, that, that there'd be a massive outbreak of the virus in our church, like there was with that choir. I don't remember where that was, yeah. but that choir where 45 of the 60 members, you know, got the virus. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. We are praying like crazy. We got our prayer team coming at 7:30 a.m. Sunday morning. They're going to pray over anoint the building with oil. I said, just don't anoint the chairs. They're brand new chairs, and I don't <laughs> want spots, <and> oil spots. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are really radical. I love that.
0: <laughs> they didn't have to re-sanitize it because somebody touched the chair, and you know, yeah, it's a whole thing. But,
2: <laughs> so I mean, if if I allowed my flesh to sure. rule then I might be concerned about that, but I'm not going to live in fear. And I believe we're doing the right thing. I don't think we've been hasty. I don't think we've been flippant. We've thought this through. We've read tons of stuff on it. We're, we're, if anything, we're, we're being overcautious. We're doing professional sanitizing spray like they do in the airports. You see them do that mist thing that's in the worship center before the service. It'll be done again between services. It'll be done again after the second service. Because it dries in two minutes
0: yeah i and love that got, mister got, like can i have that spot. for my minivan <laughs> <What's that? laughs> can i have that mister for my minivan <laughs> sure yeah we'll loan it to you there's some bacteria in there that i can't get out
2: <laughs> you know and we're going to be a touchless service we don't pass offering we don't give out a bulletin you don't have to touch anything if you come unless you want to you go in the bathroom they'll be limited on how many go in at a time after they leave we've got spot cleaners that go into the bathroom after them i mean so we're doing everything we can because the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So we're using our sound mind, but we're not walking in fear. And I love that verse because to me it's got the perfect blend of what we need here. We well, don't and you don't walk in fear.
0: You, but you, we you need are, our sound mind. I, I, and that you, you're hitting me what I was just about to ask you. Where is that line? Because I think there is a line when you're acting in wisdom and then you all of a sudden in one breath you can go into the fear. Category.
2: Well, again, I say your emotions are God's blinking light, and if you start experiencing fear, and listen, the most often phrase used of Jesus was "Fear not." Why did He say that? Because He knew we would. (laughs) True. Right. (laughs) He didn't say it to shame us and say, "Oh, you're a terrible Christian because you're having fear." He said it so that when we had fear, we would realize, "I am with you always. Fear not." And this is your opportunity to quote scripture, worship me, lean into me, put your focus on me, In your weakness is my power made perfect, on and on and on. You need to have scriptures on a card that you can pull out at any moment or put them on your smartphone, that when you experience fear, you go to those scriptures, you quote them, you rebuke the evil one, because it says he's not giving us what, a Spirit of fear. That means fear can be demonic, okay? A literal spirit of fear might be coming at you. You rebuke that in Jesus' name. I'm standing on my God. He's victorious. I submit to God, resist the devil. He will flee. Start. This could be a faith builder. So you do that, and then you also use your brain. God gave it to you to use it. You know, I'm not going to walk into a place where there could be the virus. God told those with leprosy to to separate from the camp. So it's biblical to quarantine, in a sense. I think we've gone a little overboard. That's just my opinion. But where we are now, I'm not going to go and put myself in a foolish situation. That was the temptation, by the way, of Satan on Jesus. Throw yourself off the building, for he will give his angels charge over you. Satan misquoted a scripture to try to get Jesus to jump off the temple because so it would be like the person who says, oh, I'm not going to take any precautions because God's given me this divine immunity. That's foolish. Be smart. Use the brain God's given you at the same time you don't walk in fear.
0: Wow. So check your motions. I, and, I, and I pause there because I had to think that through of use your brain, but don't walk in fear, which is only can be done with Jesus. Because in one breath, you're saying, you know, do this, do all the precautions, be careful, but don't walk in fear. And it's, it's counterintuitive, I guess you would say, you know what I mean? And especially with everything that's going on in 2020 alone. And so I just think, how much more so do we need God? Are we aware yeah. of our need?
2: We do it every day when we get in our car. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many, how many uh, people die by, by car accidents? A lot. So when I leave my house today to go to a pastor's racial unity group, it could be my last day. But do I fear? I've got under my hood spark and gas that could cause an explosion. My car could blow up. Well, you know, people say, well, that's foolish. Cause we know that that doesn't normally happen or hardly ever. Well, okay. It does. But it is important to say we take risks every day. And, and if, and we cannot allow those, Uh, potential things to cripple us. Um, And so we just use wisdom. We need to hear from God. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit. And what what I'm comfortable doing may not be comfortable with somebody else. Go back to the unity issue. I'm just responsible for David Holt and and not I want to just support and love others that may not. We say that too. If you're not comfortable coming back, You're not a second-class Christian. This doesn't mean that you're not walking in faith. We'll keep the online thing going. Um, So there's no condemnation or judgment or, oh, I'm a superior Christian because I'm going back to church and I'm not going to wear a mask. That's a bunch of never mind. More from Pastor David Holt coming up in 30 seconds on The Jewel Show podcast. On the latest episode of the Finding Joy podcast, we continue our Zoom conversation with comedian,
0: pastor, and author Steve Geyer. He talked about the early days of his comedy career and how people often put on masks to cover shame in their lives. And speaking of masks,
2: we asked him if the pandemic has given him any stand-up material. If I didn't have to go out in public and see other people, I would bathe maybe once a month. (laughs) Check out the Finding Joy podcast under the On Air tab at thejoyfm.com and anywhere you subscribe to find podcasts.
0: God is sovereign, and he's working out his perfect plan. But at the same time, Satan has a plan for all of this as well. And how are you seeing that at play?
2: Well, what what are we told? What's Satan's job description? John 10, 10.
0: Kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. still kill, and
2: destroy. Okay, you just take those three right now with coronavirus, with the riots, with uh, how we're talking about stuff, the division steal, kill, destroy. But Jesus came to give life and life abundant. And we can experience that, I say more so during these crucial times, because it's, we've had it so easy. And so this is a real wake up call to the church. Get back to your first love and trust God. And every challenge is an opportunity to grow and to exercise faith and to see God show up and show off.
0: Oh, David, I, this is exactly why I feel like God put you on my heart for weeks and months is because I needed to hear this. And if I needed to hear it, I'm sure there are many, many people right now that are saying, yes, that's what I need to be doing. I need to go back to my first love. Now, before I let you leave, you are going to ask your people this coming up Sunday, three questions. So I would love to hear your answers. So the first one is, what did you start during quarantine that you want to continue? Do you have, do you have your three answers or did I catch you off guard? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you thought about what,
2: this. What have I started that I want to continue is um, taking communion every day in my quiet time. Wow. I believe there's power in taking the Lord's Supper. And I did a devotion on that. What do I, what have I stopped doing that I don't want to get back to? And it would be um, less time watching sports. And then a scripture that God has really uh, kind of laid on my heart through all of this. Um, and it would be the second Timothy one, seven, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Hmm.
0: Well, I guess it's only fair if I ask you the three questions. I'll answer my three questions. Uh, Let me see. Something that I have started that I want to continue. We have um, done a lot of family walks and talks, and uh, I have really enjoyed that. And I I mean my immediate family, my three girls, and my husband. But my sister comes over at night. She works at a doctor's office, and so uh, we have to do a lot of social distance because she's around a lot of people who have been sick. Uh, so we do social distance walks, and there's time for that, which then goes into my second one. Uh, the thing I would like to what, stop doing that I want to continue stop doing is that it? <laughs> I think I mumbled up that question. Uh, I want to start stop, I want to start saying no to people and be okay with that. Um, I have realized that I need to say no when there's boundaries and when my schedule's too max. And it's okay that I need to know what's important um, the, and make them the, major, the most important thing the most important thing. And if it's not, and it's going to max me out, then I, I, I'm free to say no. So I want to continue doing that And the scripture. Actually, this is scripture that God put on my heart um, through a Bible study back in the fall. And he's been recalling it back to my memory. Um, and that is um, Joseph. And you remember in the story of Joseph, I mean, obviously, you're a pastor, you got a lot of degrees on the back of your wall, but <laughs> he, um, when he was sold into slavery by his brothers, when his brothers were out looking for him, they could not find him because Joseph, you know, no, no, Joseph was looking for his brothers. And when Joseph couldn't find them, all of a sudden, this guy popped out in the middle of, of the field and said, no, 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 your brothers aren't in that direction that you're heading. He's over here in this direction. And so it's interesting that one stranger guy just really um, burdened my heart. This guy that out of the blue just showed up in this pasture and God used them. And Joseph at the time could have been thinking, you know, if that guy never showed up, he would have never gotten sold into slavery. His dad would have never thought um, that he was murdered. He could have spent his, the rest of his time with his dad. But... God full of mercy, he used all of that to put him exactly where he needed to be, even though there's going to be some very difficult times so that he could protect his family during the famine. And so it's just, to me, it was, I'm sorry, this is a really long answer to the question is that that one guy. So I think about that with the coronavirus and everything else that happens in your life is that God is sovereign. If God can bring this one guy in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere to redirect Joseph so that he could find his brothers and his brothers. And then the whole story plays out. Then how much more is he going to be doing that in me and my life? Does that make sense? I'm sorry. That's a really long.
2: Absolutely. And I love the end of that story. Genesis 50, 20, what man meant for evil, God meant for good.
0: Yes, 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 yes. yes. So Um, you know we're gonna be wrapping up. My producer Ann, if you're watching the video, um, or if you're on audio, you didn't know this. She is on a box in the very bottom, and it says "Producer Ann," and and she's been muted and very quiet. But I thought, Ann, if you've been listening and heard those three questions, maybe you would like to pop in and uh, answer your three questions. Those three questions.
1: Oh, what we've started. Well, I kind of think like you have. We've we've taken it as time to. To slow down and more time together as a family with, uh, we have teenage boys, so it's hard sometimes to get them to slow down and spend time together with us, but we have, we have been able to do a little bit more of that, and so uh, having some conversations about things, and it's, so that's definitely been uh, something that we have uh, enjoyed doing. I think we've spent more time um, in study. We've done, we've been really, we got a uh, one-year Bible that we do each morning. And I think, you know, most mornings we got that done, but since COVID, we have very diligently been able to um, do our Bible study. So that's something that we'd like to, to be able to maintain. Um, something that we have given up during COVID, gosh, um, you know, I think that it's been the busyness of just our lives and we've kind of ratcheted back. I think David echoed what he said a little bit. We haven't spent as much time watching sports and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think that we've just been more judicious with what we've been doing. And so I'd like to continue doing that. And then I think, um, the scripture that just kind of keeps coming back to mind is, you know, uh, I just keep hearing, uh, you know, just be still and know that I am God. That just that just it's like all the stress and the the stuff that's blowing around, and everybody's got things, and it's just be still, just just be still. You overthink things and just just stop and listen to me, and so that's that's sort of how um, we've lined up.
0: Love it, love it. Thank you, Anne. Sorry for putting you on the spot like that. I kind of threw a curveball on you. Um, hey, David. Thanks so much for. Just letting me pick your brain. I feel like you're like, well, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, everything that's in my mind right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just going to use you as my personal pastor. Let me ask you some questions. So I appreciate you uh, being willing to field all this. And listen, I'm going to throw you now on curveball, David, because I know your answer is going to be yes. If somebody wants to reach out to you and um, talk to you, How can they do that? And what is your church's website so people can reach out to you? And I know you're saying, I know your answer is yes. I would love to hear from anybody that wants to talk.
2: Absolutely. Well, my personal email is davidholt08 at gmail.com. Living Hope Church Athens. We have a mobile app. So you download the app. That's the best way to stay connected with Living Hope. Our website, livinghopeathens.org, I think. I sometimes get confused, I think it's .org, Living Hope Athens. Uh, We're on Lexington Road, services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. During this reopening and early phases, for June at least, you've got to register for a service because seating is limited. You can do that, again, through the app of Living Hope Athens or Kathy at livinghopeathens.com so uh, sign up for a service uh seats are limited we'll have overflow if we need to but to be in the personal physical service you need to register because we've got the social distancing in the worship center but yeah i'd love to hear from from anybody um and it's been a joy to be with you and so again just so appreciate the ministry of the joy fm it's reaching so many people
0: Now that is Living Hope Church in Athens, and David, have a wonderful day. Thanks again for sharing some coffee with me, and and thanks again as well.
2: Thanks for listening to the Jewel Show podcast. You can learn more about David Holt and Living Hope Church in Athens by visiting livinghopeathens.org. livinghopeathens.org. The Jewel Show podcast is available at thejoyfm.com and through your favorite podcast host.